Welcome to a special episode of Tell Us Your Story. I'm Kean Hussey, Research Fellow at the Institute of Public Affairs and the host of this show. In December 2020, I visited Martin Michael, co-founder of Funk Cider, at their cidery in beautiful Caversham, north of Perth. Martin took me on a tour of Funk Cider, showed me behind the scenes and asked me to help out with some quality control. We spoke about how he and his brother started the Michael Brothers Juice Company and their business journey from fresh juice to delicious cider. Be sure to check out the IPA's Facebook and YouTube pages where you can find some videos from the day. And remember, this podcast is brought to you by the Institute of Public Affairs. To support our products, like Tell Us Your Story, or to become a member, head to ipa.org.au. Today I'm talking to Martin Michael, who's one of the founders of the Michael Brothers Juice Company and Funk Cider. Thanks for having me here today at, at Funk Cider. It's good to be here. Good to you know have a have a bit of a taste. Yep. How are you? No worries, mate. Yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, good time of the year to be down here just before Christmas. Yeah, definitely. Take Lovely day easy, as well. Have a good, have a good, uh, nice cold cider. Yeah, yeah, yeah good. And um, so it all kind of started with with the juice company. Um, can you tell <laughs> us a little bit about how how you got going with that, where that all started, and, and then how you ended up down here? Yeah, so. I'm Martin and my brother's Dustin, we're the Michael Brothers. We originally started out at Cold Press Juice Company, Michael Brothers Juice, on our family farm, which is about an hour and a half north of 2J. Uh, that started off in 2012. We are always pretty entrepreneurial, I yeah. would say, yeah. and pretty health conscious as well. And so we thought it was a bit of an opportunity to get into the juice market, and yeah. we did. We started squeezing just orange juice at our, at our farm, and then nine months later we moved down to this site here in Cavisham. We didn't obviously initially have this retail space at the side of that, but we moved out into what used to be a winery there and turned it into a juice facility. Yeah. And then from there, we naturally progressed into cider as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, well, I'm interested in how you kind of went from juice to cider. It seems like a bit, <laughs> of, a, bit of a natural progression, you know, keeping it with the fruit. Um, That's and, right. Yeah, yep. just making it alcoholic. That's right. Yeah. We, um where we moved into was Valencia Wines back in the day, yeah. which was a pretty famous winery, exporting wine all around the world. Mm. That sort of shut down. Uh, obviously, we moved, to, moved here just doing juice and then just naturally being home brewers and stuff and interested in ferments and that. Yeah. We started making some ciders. We had a producer's licence here to be able to do it legally. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Funk Cider opens up at, opened up at stores in 2016. Mm. And we just take a lot of those principles that we had with the with the cold press juicing, the no preserves and the unpasteurised and we sort of flow that through into our cider offering. Yeah. And we think it makes pretty unique ciders. Yeah. No, they're, they're all pretty good. I've, I've been up here a couple of times and tried <laughs> to feel them. Yeah. And you were just telling me inside before about all the different <clears throat> all the different flavours you've got on um, and you kind of change it up a bit. Can you talk about, you know, what, what the process is with how you come up with the ideas, what you want to do and then how you see that through to having them come out the tap yeah we had a lot of experience with different flavors and blends and mixing and matching fruit juices and vegetable juices and spices and that with the cold press juice company so we basically follow those same principles into the cider but we try to make the cider as unique and as original as possible yeah. we don't want to just do apple and pear like a lot of other people might mm. so we've gone and thrown things like pineapple and ginger and, and passion fruit and stuff into some of our flavors as well but really tried to preserve that flavor from the passion fruit and the pineapple through the cold pressing and picking the right farms and the yeah and the nicest sort of um, flavour dense fruit and mm. um, creating a cider that's really different to what you're probably used to. Yeah, yeah. Well, I noticed that <clears throat> last time I was here we had the the sex machine, which is mm. um, is it stored 
it, it's French oak or something. Is it? How do you, it's got a bit of a vanilla flavour to it. Yeah, yeah, something normal like sort of a sweet styled side originally, but we throw in some French oak. Yeah. Let it mature a bit. From the French oak, you get some vanilla sort of flavours yeah. coming through and a bit of tannin as well. Mm. And um, we just saw a cider that you've thrown into a French oak barrel is a pretty sexy thing, so we thought we'd call it the sex machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's good. And, and like you say, a bit different to, to what you might usually get out of a can somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, did, we, didn't, we don't just want to stop at the ordinary stuff which everyone else is doing. We want to go always add a bit of a funky touch to it. Yeah. And we yeah. thought an oak cider would be perfect, and it's yeah. worked out pretty well. Yeah. And, and where does funk come from? Funk cider, are you, are you funk fans? It's really good for making puns. Yeah. <laughs> nah, nah, funk in the craft industry means out of the ordinary. And so okay. with our ciders, doing pineapple and using some strange ferment methods and mm. yeast and stuff, we try to make ciders that are out of the ordinary. So that's where funk comes into it. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, cool. And um, and it's all WA fruit, right? It all comes from farms here in Western Australia? Uh, all the apples are. Yeah. So, and 99% of everything else, we get yeah. pineapples and ginger from... Queensland because they just don't grow them in WA yeah. so sometimes it's a little bit specific as to where it's grown but usually mm. everything's here yeah oh, it's pretty and cool. it makes sense logistics wise yeah trucks and transport and that to get fruit locally as well yeah and then you supply so you've you've got the place here obviously but then you're supplying um is it bars and, and yeah cafes yeah. with the juice and yep cafes yep. with the juice and cider we supply a lot of independent bottle shops yeah about to get into BWS and we supply lots of crafty bars and stuff yeah. all, all throughout WA, up in Exmouth and Caratha and yeah. down in Esperance and whatnot. So, yeah. yeah, eventually we'll push over east and sell yeah. some stuff over there as well, but we've still got a bit of space here to tie up yeah. first. And, and is that <clears> a pretty big challenge getting over east? Because you were saying before about the, the juice has a pretty short shelf life. Is it the same with the cider? And is that a, a big challenge getting over there? Cider luckily has alcohol. So um, it's all good. As a natural preserver in it, so yep. it is all good as long as you keep things cold yep. the way that we make it, you have to keep it cold and yep. it can last for over a year. Arguably, it gets even better with a bit of age as well. So, yep. Yeah, yeah, but and, and then the juice, what about the juice, getting that over iced? Uh, not really possible, it's only okay. got a bit of a yeah. week's shelf life, so it's too hard by the time it gets there, you don't have enough yep. time to use it. But we're working on some uh, non alcoholic fermented beverages like yep. the craft soda as well, which does have a six-month shelf life due to okay. a few um, natural sort of preservation yeah. techniques that we apply. So, mm. yeah, there's a bit of space there yeah. to get that over rest, yeah. sure. But if anyone wants to come <clears throat> and try the juice, they're going to have to make the trip over to WA for the time being. Yeah, at the moment, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it's good. But you get you can get the fermented form, obviously, yeah. the cider. Yeah, yeah. Over east, so, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and so you mentioned before you started this up with your brother... Yeah, um, a lot of people say you should keep family and business separate. But what's your experience <laughs> been like? Ah, uh, we've always fought and stuff as kids and yeah. got over things. So when it comes to business and you don't agree, you might not be happy about it for a couple of hours, but then you get over it pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, oh, yes, you do hear that rhetoric, but yeah. we've found a way to make it work. And he's got his talents and his weaknesses, and I'm the same. And yeah, we both just focus on our strengths rather than anything else. Yeah. And and so, what does a typical day look like for you? Um, with Funk and with the Juice Company and then is it different to your other? Is he off doing other things then? Uh, he's more sort of involved just in the high level strategy stuff. He's yeah. got a lot more involvement in the farm mm. um, which is north of 2J. For me, I'm doing bits of everything. I'm a bit of a managing director so managing all the departments, sales and production yeah. and R&D and finance and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, bit of quality control Bit of quality too. control yeah. on a Monday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah nothing like it. Yeah. <laughs> 
So can you tell me a little bit about your upbringing? You grew up on the farm up there near 2J and you and your brother and can you t talk a little bit about that, what that was like and, and, and then how you ended up here? Did you always want to be an entrepreneur growing up or? Good question. Uh, I was, when I was very young, used to want to be a farmer, but then I started working at probably too early of an age and doing too many hours on the farm and I got yeah. a little bit, uh, bit burnt out. used to it, I would say. Mm. Uh, and then as I grew older, I sort of realised that, you know, there's probably more opportunity in other industries other than farming. Farming's had a bit of a tough run for a while. It's having a bit of a rebound now, which is good to see, but not when I was sort of going through mm. high school and uni. It, it was not in a very good situation so yeah. my dad always wanted us to sort of branch out and do something different at least to start with and yep. so we thought we'd get into um evaluating primary produce rather than growing primary produce yep. itself so yep. we we still feel like we're we definitely are helping farmers in what we do buying mm. fruits and stuff off them as it is so it's a nice mix of the city and the farm life yeah what we do here yeah yeah and and um was it always going to be something with juice or do you have any other ideas before before you started the juice company in 2012? Never really had any other ideas. Oh, really? We just happened to buy a cold-pressed juice machine when cold-pressed juice was a bit of a rage. Yeah. And um, we just, I think we got lucky with some fruit that we bought that was really, really um, flavoursome and expressive. And we just thought, we've never tried anything like this before. How can we mm. make this more available to the public? So we thought we'd start our own yeah. juice business and the rest is history mm. yeah yeah and and so you were saying you were up on the farm doing it for nine months and was That's it all right. a pretty natural growth then i'm assuming things went pretty well to to come down here and and really get set up we never never had in. any big investors or anything um we've been organically funded the whole yep. way so i guess starting off the farm and only doing orange juice and setting up a small facility there was a bit of a risk mm. a lower risk option yeah to just test the market and see if the product was right and people appreciated it and it was yeah. and after nine months it was pretty obvious that the farm wasn't going to be able to handle any mm. growth um little things like power and that sort of stuff you yeah, just don't, can't right. get quite good enough at the farm yeah and all the logistics involved so we moved down the city yeah but we're still semi-rural where we are in the swan valley so it's not we're not yeah, fully yeah. city people yeah, either which yeah. is cool so we still get to keep to our grassroots a bit yeah yeah that's no, good and, and what would you say have been the biggest challenges then over the past uh, eight years now you've been you've been in business? Yeah, uh, being organically funded and not really having a hell of a lot of experience. You know, I've actually never really had a job other than working on the yeah. farm, so never really saw how management and stuff of businesses works and, and staff relationships and that. But, yeah, predominantly being such a capital-intensive business with mm. so much equipment and stuff involved and so much investment, trying to find a way to make that work organically <laughs> yeah. without having investors obviously being able to pay for it all for you. Mm. You've really got to be very wise with every move that you make. Yeah. Mm. And is there anything that, you know, if you could kind of go back in time and, and tell yourself something eight years ago, is there any anything you'd want to, you wish you knew back then when you are getting into things? Probably wish that we focused more on marketing to start with and more of the brand. We were always just so obsessed with the product being the best ever, but... right. You, I know, you might have a great product, but you've got to be able to get that into people's hands. And so yeah. you need the marketing and the brand aspect. Mm. If we knew that, that might have saved us a few years of going around in circles. But yeah. at the same time, you've got to learn these things the way yeah. you learn them for some sort of purpose. So mm. wouldn't really have it any other way. Yeah, yeah. And, and <clears> this year in particular has been pretty disruptive with, 
with the coronavirus and a lot of businesses have kind of, there's been a lot of turbulence and everything's been quite uncertain. Mm. Um, and, and how have you kind of found that? I guess part of being a, a business owner, being an entrepreneur is responding to challenges. So did you guys, how did, how did you cope with everything? Were, were you kind of doing everything on the fly or I guess in, in WA it has been okay because we've been mm. open for a while, but mm. can you talk a little bit about what the experience was like this year? Yeah, obviously not ideal, mm. but you got to learn things on the fly every week with business as well, and you got to be able to twist and turn and, and yeah. change at the drop of a hat, which we did. Um, coronavirus was just, yeah, just another little hiccup that you have in business, and um, you got just got to be able to adapt. We, we went from being obviously wholesale focused, then not being wholesale focused, and more sort of doing online deliveries and that sort of stuff. But yeah. We decided that we're going to cop a bit of a whack on sales, but maybe we really ramp up our marketing and branding and that. Yeah. So when we come out the other side, that people really hopefully respect the work and sort of um, storytelling that we did during that time when we were shut. We, we did lots of videos and stuff yeah. and just and made it obvious that we're still here and we're still toiling away and we're still trying to employ as many of our staff members as possible. Yeah. Um, and I think we've come out the other side possibly better. Mm. And WA being so remote. I, I think you got to be, you always got to make sure you're pretty emotionally stable during these sorts of things and don't make any rash decisions. And yeah. in my mind, I'd never thought the coronavirus thing would stay around for very long. I thought it'd be around for about two months, and it was. Yeah. And then after that, it was back to business. So yeah, yeah. just try and stay calm, I guess, during yeah. that period, and yeah, and focus on the important things. Mm. Yeah. And and so you mentioned earlier that you're going to be new, moving to a new facility soon so i'm assuming that was all in the works before was, before coronavirus yeah, we purchased came along. the property property just before the coronavirus hit yeah uh we had some issues with some licenses and stuff transferring which slowed things down so once by the time it actually officially completed the coronavirus was gone in wa yeah. anyway and yeah. we were back open so yeah not still yeah. full steam ahead there yeah moving our production and stuff down there we'll still keep this as a retail faci- facility maybe a bit of an experimental production facility but down on the other side of this one, Valley and Henley Brook, where our new facilities, we're going to be really yeah. pumping out lots of uh, cans and lots of kegs, and yeah, yeah, and having a small retail presence there as well. Yeah, no, that sounds good. Mm. And and so it's <laughs> kind of like you were saying, full steam ahead. Are there any other plans for the for the future? Or are you just seeing, kind of seeing where things go? <laughs> one step at a time. I think yeah. one, one project, one big project like that a year. Yeah, because it ties up a lot of your time and focus and energy. Mm. So hopefully in six or nine months time everything will be fully up and running down there and we can start thinking about the next about project the next thing. yeah <laughs> and and to kind of change track a little bit um and thinking about other young people who might be interested in starting up their own business mm. is there any kind of insight or advice you'd, you'd want to give them i used to think when i was young and not as experienced that maybe you should work for another business and you should go through like for a corporate professional business and go through the management structure and blah 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 yeah and get a bit of a feel for how business works you get some things out of that obviously but now i believe that you should just 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 um what's the word hone in on yeah. what you think is right mm. don't worry about what anyone else tells you yeah if you've got an idea and you think it's right and it might be a little bit sort of outside the boundaries only you are going to make it successful no one else so don't yeah. worry about anyone else's opinions especially people close to you which is hard at times yeah we had lots of doubters and stuff at the start and we we're doing some pretty off-centered things but mm. <clears throat> it works out because you got the right attitude and you just you just have to make it work at the end of the day yeah 
And, and do you think having that attitude, is that kind of an innate, an innate thing or is that something you learn along the way? Like, do you reckon entrepreneurs are born or can you, can you learn that stuff? Uh, you definitely become more entrepreneurial as you get a bit of experience, but there's a spark within some people that gets them to get off their feet and actually get out there and have a go to start with as well. Yeah. But yeah. obviously, the more experience and the more success you have, the stronger those traits become. Mm. So yeah, now I just... I used to listen to a lot of other people and, and wisely so sometimes, but now I think the, the best thing is just to listen to yourself and make your own decisions and, and just have a go. Yeah, <clears throat> no, that sounds good. Um, mm. I understand you have, you're involved somewhat with this Bogart Hotel. <laughs> is, is that... I love this part. Yeah? <laughs> I love this part of the story. Uh, a little bit of a love job for us. Yeah. We're from, we say we're from north of Tuja. We're actually closer to Bulgar, but no one knows where Bulgar is. Yeah. It's a tiny yeah. town with a general store and a pub. Yeah. And the pub is a state hotel built 100 years ago. We bought it just locally with a syndicate of local farmers, just yeah. with the idea of putting some love back into it and bringing it back to life. And mm. we, yeah, we've installed some beer systems and stuff down there. We've got our own ciders and juice and stuff on offer there. And it's just been amazing yeah. how much of a um, comeback the pub's had since a change of ownership and change of management there. Yeah. And it's really enjoyable and satisfying to go back and yeah. enjoy your own products there. No, that's great. At a, you know, pub, obviously I wasn't drinking when I was under 18, <laughs> but go back there and, mm. and continue those memories that I had there as a, as a kid. Yeah. Mm. And do you think you'd like to do more things like that in the future or was that a one-off, the opportunity presents itself? And Good question. I love country pubs and, yeah. and I love reinventing things like that. Uh, probably a little bit harder if it wasn't somewhere where I grew up though as well, so yeah. you have to be wisely selected yeah. Yeah. to somehow have some sort of close association with it before I'd mm. invest in one again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, and and then do you reckon you'll stick with the cider and the juice forever, or <laughs> are there any other ideas? You said you you hadn't had any ideas before you got started, but what about since then? We started with juice, and we ended up in cider and beer and wine. So yeah. who knows what's next? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll just keep doing what we enjoy, mm. and um, and making the drinks and the products that we like. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was good to have a chat with you. Thanks for the drink. It's good to kind of hear a bit more about what goes on you know, behind behind the bar. Might head inside and, and try a few more before I head off home. Yeah, no, thanks for coming out. Yeah. Thanks for seeing behind the scenes and uh, enjoying our story and um, keep your ears out for some new exciting ventures that we've got to come.